Welcome to the IDEMS podcast. My name is Lucy hazelgrove Planell, a social impact scientist, and I'm here with David Stern, one of the founding directors of IDEMS. Hi, David. Hi, Lucy. I'm looking forward to discussing the first IDEMS interviews podcast with you, where I was discussing with Zach and Bassin, the director of Inodems, one of our partners. Yes, so I listened back to that discussion, and it was really nice to hear Zach discussing or explaining a bit about how you two met and well, what came out of those interactions. Um, you have a lot of history together. We do. You, yeah. 15 years now. 15, it's okay. incredible to think. Uh-huh. And so he started out as your student, but yes. now you're very much partners. Right, collaborators. And and yes, and he's he's just grown immensely and it's so impressive. I, I've certainly gained at least as much from him as I've given. <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, like I say he started as your student, but he was actually already a teacher and he had exactly. a lot of other experiences. He wasn't an undergraduate student as you might have it elsewhere. Um, yes, I, I, he was he, within a year really of knowing him. He was dragging me into school saying, you need to do teacher trainings, you need to bring what you're doing. And as he told the story. Yeah. But, but the thing which... He's also, items exists in, in great part because of Zach, which is one of the reasons I, I wanted that to be the first items interview session. I found it um, an interesting um, discussion because I was surprised. I was expecting to hear about what Inadems is. So Zach is the director of Inadems. Absolutely. And I work closely with colleagues in Inadems. So I was sort of expecting to know more about all of that. And then yes. actually the podcast seemed to be about more about yeah your relationship and what your your mutual interests which shouldn't be a surprise to me but it still was uh, this was not intended it was sort of it's what naturally came out and it was very interesting from that discussion Mm -hmm. i think i was also expecting it to be more a discussion about inodems what he's now doing what inodems is becoming because that's so impressive it is and i don't think it came out clearly Whereas what naturally came out was sort of, this is what we're passionate about. This exactly. is where it's that long history. It was, it was your passion mm-hmm. that came out as opposed to, well, the day-to-day of what you actually do, <laughs> which is unsurprising. <laughs> With hindsight, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it is important that those stories do, this is one of the reasons I was keen to have this follow-up discussion with you about Zach and, and Inodems, and not just Inodems. And I was left wanting to know more about how Inodems came about, also a lot more about all of the amazing things it does actually do now. Well, maybe just before getting into sort of where Inodems came from, I think there's a story around Zach of where Idems came from. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't get to tell last week, so now I can tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Zach was always impressive, and... When he left being a teacher mm. to sort of because of the responsibility and he felt he could have more impact supporting others um, from working with Amy, the NGO that we set up. African Maths Initiative. The African Maths Initiative and Sammy, the charity supporting African Maths Initiatives. Um, but he gave up so much. I mean, he, he was offered international PhDs in different ways. He had many opportunities and he, he turned them down for many years because he recognized that that would have taken him away from where he was having impact. But it was hard. I mean... Well, that was something that did come out in your discussion that he was trying to have impact 
locally yeah yes. in his communities and where he where he lived really um, yes and where he knew he understood the situation and he didn't want to get lost in the academic theories not because he wasn't interested in them but because he was recognizing that if he went out and he did the phd outside then even if he was studying his local communities the impact he was having would be lost mm. and actually he was building these structures and these networks and it was hard work it took a long time to actually build up those structures and networks he wasn't really considering a phd straight out because he was a teacher and he said you know he wanted to sort of do that and by the time he left the teacher he was this ICT champion he was well recognized within the country he yeah had I had no idea about the ICT champion aspect that was interesting but this was just the tip of the iceberg he was extremely well connected within the ministry within semester which is this sort of training institute slightly independent from the government but not totally and so he was he was able to influence in really quite interesting ways but it was really hard work and it was tough and, and and he had a tough time with this but he recognized that if he were to go out he would lose that yeah and studying locally was never really the option for him he did consider it seriously mm-hmm. on occasions but it wasn't it wasn't the, you know he wanted to go out but wanted to go out when it was the right time for him. and i realized after i'd moved back to the uk and i was in this academic position we were finding ways to support amy to work solidly with amy okay. but from my privileged position within a uk academic institution i i recognized the the sacrifices that i was asking of zack to actually keep things going on the ground and to actually keep things working were way more than i was making myself but what do you mean you were asking him to make sacrifices well i think you're right it wasn't me asking him to make those sacrifices he was making those sacrifices that was his choice mm-hmm. but if i wasn't there he wouldn't be making that choice <laughs> you know and this is this is the simple part of that collaboration that collaboration has two sides if we weren't giving the support to amy amy would have died and so he would have had to find something else for himself to do okay. and so you know this is this is a really interesting sorry what was his position in in amy like he was, well, he was, he was the bank founding director well so with myself and Mike. Mike who you've met I think James who you've met who's now you joined Idem recently yeah. and Thomas who I don't think you've no. met but is a lecturer at Masana University and it still works there then and he still works there and all the other three went on to PhDs mm. and Zach was left essentially holding the baby <laughs> actually making it work and others contributed in small ways but Zach was really the one saying no this is impactful what we're doing here is important and it needs somebody to be on the ground making it work yeah and so it's all a rather complicated situation and and i recognized that one of the ways to make this more stable going forward was to try and actually use social entrepreneurship to be able to stabilize some of those forms of income and didn't know if that would work or not but i recognized that i needed to take the leap that was not the only motivation behind idems but it was a big part of the push that actually supporting those structures from within an academic career wasn't working and i was able to do little bits but i realized that to really do it well i needed to to take the leap and set up a social enterprise 
Interesting. And then, of course, I didn't join Sami. I considered joining the charity and charity. Well, could I make the charity work and take this work into the charity? And for various reasons, it was clear that actually the charity structure isn't the right structure for what I was wanting to do. Okay. And this is where IDEMS, as a social enterprise, we realised the vision was much bigger than just sort of that small charitable sector. Jack, he was braver than me. Mm-hmm. He he did it as an individual. Yes, yeah, okay. I mean, Iodems is Zach. No, that's not true. Iodems is a whole group of over 20 people, mm. all with different skill sets, all contributing in different ways. But legally, mm-hmm. the legal responsibility, Iodems only has one director at the moment, and that's Zach. And this has been really problematic and difficult in all sorts of different ways. But the point was that unlike myself who had Danny, where without Danny, I wouldn't have been brave enough to actually say, yes, we can do this. We can make this work. Danny Parsons. Danny yeah. Parsons. We have discussed him much in the podcast. And he, for me, he's been a big gap. I mean, he's been a gap in the company too, seeing as mm-hmm. um, he's had health problems. Absolutely. But I, I mean, he will, we will have discussions with so. him about him more in the future. But that having a co-founder was central. Zach had a team, but he didn't have anyone he could give that responsibility to. He didn't have anyone who was ready to take that responsibility. And he was right. All the people he had around him then, who could have stepped into that leadership position, have moved on in interesting ways. Now, we've managed to include them in a lot of our work, and that's been very deliberate from day one. Yeah, from my perspective, I'm aware that we work very closely together, and it's intriguing. <laughs> There's always new people. There's quite a big turnover. Yeah. They take in from the local universities every year, and so it, it's incredible. And and Zach, I still remember. I think it maybe predates Inodamps, but he was sort of explaining how he gets hundreds of requests for internships or attachment. Every year. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. And and so actually the sort of reputation that he's built about sort of having people going through, enabling people, students to do that and so on. Getting real experience. Getting real experience, yeah. getting real skills. Yes, being thrown in at the deep end as well. <laughs> On occasion, yes. <laughs> but Zach, in building um, Innerdoms, has never had it easy. The challenges he's faced have just been incredible. We've gone through, I don't know, uh, so many different stages together of this. What I think is astounding in the range of things that InnoDems does is that when this is this has been a very conscious collaboration which has been built up over a long period of time. When we take on a new area of work, mm-hmm. we will tend to try and find a way to include interns into that. And they embrace it, despite the fact that a lot of this is very challenging. It involves remote mentorship in ways which uh, uh, you've experienced, and yeah. it, it is not easy. It is... So, for example, when you look for a new contract, you always try to see that it's that it includes a partnership between IADEMS and INADEMS, and it enables also for there to be INADEMS' interns. In so, very, very often, that's what 
we would try to sort of discuss. And not always, and, you know, our partners are not always interested in that. But many of our partners, when we suggest that actually what we would like to do is include our Kenyan partner for a small amount of the contract in this sort of way, actually this is an extra deliverable. And so this is the sort of partnerships that then people value, building up those local partners. Exactly. So so this is part of, this is where it comes back to your both of your shared sort of interests let's say in building, exactly in, in actually building up those skills in in that environment mm-hmm. and and trying to work like that too so, so not only sort of internally within the company but also just the very structures that you create the, the way the projects that you work with yeah. trying to make sure that it's always at the heart of that and trying to make it this incredible win-win which doesn't always happen no. but Win-win for Inadems and Idems, or no. for the partners? Like there's so many exactly. different things. Exactly, it's win-win-win-win. Yeah, everybody should uh-huh. win from this if we yeah. get it right, and we don't always get it right in that way. But but there are concrete examples where this has happened. And one of my favourite examples, which happened very recently, is that one of our biggest projects with Oxford University. They have partners in Tanzania and Uganda, mm-hmm. and the role Inadems played. For the partners in Uganda and Tanzania, is probably close to on par with the role items it's played. That's exciting. So in in Tanzania, they're doing a trial, a randomised control trial, a really good piece of research, led by Oxford University, but very much big local team. And items is supporting development of the app. Inodems was not involved in the development of that app. However, they have been deeply involved in the implementation and on the ground, training people how to use the phones, how to get the app, do the digital literacy, because there were digital literacy issues. They designed digital literacy training, which was needed at the last minute because people didn't realise there was exactly. going to be such a thing. hearing about that. <laughs> yes, and, and so the Inodem's team sort of rushed in and, you know, we had enough experience with them that we could help them to design a sensible training. They were able to do it. They were able to deliver that training and it changed the way that the trial was sort of going in certain ways. And then there was some interesting research which happened about sort of the value of the digital literacy training and so, yeah. and so on. But it's sort of being able to step in in these variety of roles and having those skills within that team that are not necessarily fully formed or well-defined in that sort of sense, but they have gained a range of skills which, in their context, they're able to sort of bridge the gap often and then, you know, actually interact with us to get the help and the support that they need to be able to offer the help and support that's needed on the ground. Uh-huh. We couldn't afford to be there, which is too expensive in all sorts of different ways. Not possible. But not only were they there, but they were able to solve a lot themselves when they couldn't solve they were able to ask for help in the right ways mm. simple things like that so with the tanzania trial that sort of has been central and been a really important part of the role they played and can i just clarify has, has that been has their role then changed that work in tanzania has that shown that their role is growing then like it's well, changed from since the contract it, was first when the contract was first conceived i knew that they would evolve into a role but I also knew I couldn't write them into that concrete world because it wasn't clear what it would be. It had to emerge. And so it was relatively vague. And basically, from a delivery perspective, we wrote it in as as capacity building a team to be able to contribute. That's broadly how we wrote it in. We did not give them concrete deliverables Mm -hmm. because at that point in time, before it was a big contract, 
actually putting that responsibility on them would have made them a partner in a way which would have been this. So they're actually subcontracted through us. And, that's and so we have responsibility for all of their work. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and is Zach okay with that? <laughs> well, it's not just that Zach's okay with that. This is desirable he's for had, him. Yeah, he's he's sort of, you know, actually, not having that position would have been a nightmare for him. Yeah. And so on that particular contract, that's part of the world. We have responsibility for delivering. If their team can't deliver, we take up the slack. Mm. If their team do deliver really well, they get all the credit. <laughs> and <laughs> correctly so. And then I think the Uganda example, you know, in that same project, they then stepped in in Uganda and we went together. But they then took over the work with the Ugandan partners in ways which were extremely constructive. Mm-hmm. And they really had ownership of that process and, and driving it forward. And if I'm honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I know. I don't know how we'd have done this without. Yeah. They now have the experience to actually do things. And they are supported to do so. Yeah. And the way that they're able to then sort of run with that has been fantastic. And and the team that they're building up around that, there have been problems. There have been internal conflicts. There have been people who have left for various reasons in different ways. And, and that, that's part of what they've had to deal with. They haven't got everything right. Nobody does. No, no, exactly. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that it is a genuine collaboration, which is about building capacity. Now, some people will say, well, wait a second, Kenya, that's the digital heart of Africa. Mm-hmm. So you're not doing anything very new. We're not talking about Nairobi here. This is really important. We're talking about rural environments in different ways. Yes, there is a big digital space in Nairobi. Yeah. Maybe in Mombasa, Kisumu, big cities. Mm-hmm. But doing this with people who are basing themselves in rural environments, broadly, and not totally rural, Kakamega for people who know um, Kenya is not a rural environment. They're actually a little bit outside of Kakamega. But, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. um, But it's, there are elements about how they're doing it, which are very novel, very innovative. And Zach in particular, as I think you heard from, from the story and the interactions with him, is someone who is so thoughtful. He cares so deeply. The, sacri- the personal sacrifices he's made, you know, I still remember <laughs> his first trip to the US was to a conference. Mm-hmm. And my memory is he had to pay roughly three months of his salary to be able to make that trip. Oh, and that just shows the inequalities. Yes. <laughs> the, and that was after he actually got funded. But the funding wasn't full funded. No, okay. And oh, after he got funding for the for the he got conference. funding for the conference, right? But it wasn't full funding. Not very and generous. Well, it, no. it, it it was very generous funding. I mean, it was yeah. a, way over. It was maybe two thirds or three quarters of the total cost. And that was still the like. And that was still not enough. And he had sort of saved up something like three months so he could make the trip. I and mean, I can't imagine anyone in Europe doing that. No. Three months of your I can't salary. imagine anyone having to do it either. No, exactly. Which is just not fair. And and this is the sort of thing. Why did he make that sacrifice? Or why why is he the sort of person who's made those sacrifices mm-hmm. to achieve the sort of things he's doing? Could we just quickly also just say a few words about what Inadems does? And... Of course. 
Thank you. Thank so you for, for reining me in. We have talked about a bit for, about the parenting for lifelong health, where they're involved. So it's not only in developing the apps, but it's also in sort of running the implementation, uh, helping the trials, you okay. know, and developing the apps. As you say, that's what they're doing with Uganda, actually doing some of that sort of design work with the mm -hmm. team in Uganda, helping the Ugandan team understand how to build digital initiatives. They're doing yeah. a lot of that work. But that's just one piece of their work. I mean, you know them more from the agroecology. Absolutely, work. exactly. So there, they're sort of supporting an agroecology hub, both collect data, manage data, organize data, and that's both digital data collection, it's focus groups. And then there was another project with schools, all, all also still related to agroecology and the same hub. And then there's, they work also with Manor House, which is another sort of, it's where the agroecology hub is based, but it's separate. So there's a whole another set so of that, data so collection. Well, it's not just data collection. They do data collection there, but they do training. They do, do training exactly. with the students. Yes, I've they, been they, about that recently. <laughs> yes, and, and Tegvir, of course, was with Inodems and is now with Manor House. And so yes. there's been good cross-fertilization in different mm -hmm. ways. Which um, is the appropriate term to use talking about agroecology. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then the passion, of course, the, the only things that really want to talk about is the education work. Yeah. Well, maths education specifically or just any? He's, one of the things that he he's taught me and that we've learned together is that you can't, if you're in the Kenyan context and you want to have an impact, you can't be narrow. And I think the thing that he's done with InnoDance, which I am really in awe of, is to try and reinvent himself as a manager, as a paper manager. Yeah, exactly. So very different skills. He, he started off as a teacher then. Well, not only that. I mean, the reason he left teaching was because he was getting so much recognition for his work by the ministry and by other areas that within the school, there were jealousies Absolutely. and there were all sorts of other things, which basically meant that it was becoming impossible for him to progress because you know, others couldn't compete with what he was doing and how he was doing it. And so other barriers were put in his way in all sorts of ways. And this is sort of, this isn't that unusual in, in some of these environments where there's competition in different ways. and. If somebody, you know, rises a bit too much, then others may not want them to rise so much or so high. <laughs> so this is the it's not always a supportive environment. Exactly. It's the opposite of the collaborative um, exactly. yeah. aim of items. Exactly. And this is sort of, so I can understand this. And this, again, one of the things that's so impressive about him is there's never been resentment about that. There's an acceptance. This is this is how it works. Mm. This is this is the systems that I'm working in, and this is what I do, and what I need to figure out. What he always tries to figure out is how can he be effective within those systems. He's not trying to fight the systems. So, to come back to Inodems and what Inodems does, so Inodems, like Idems, has this broad range. It's not by coincidence. It is a design. Inodems takes its name from Idems. Exactly. Yes, we haven't we haven't mentioned that at all, but it is also innovations. It is. It, it was supposed to be Idems Kenya. That's what he wanted, and he couldn't register Idems Kenya. And he then tried about fifteen other different names, which the Kenyan system rejected for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And then finally, he tried Inodems, and it accepted. <laughs> so Inodems has become, and, and Idems International was always conceived to support these 
Yeah, but at the this beginning, is, you also mentioned Gaidems, who we haven't discussed. We haven't discussed, but this is a, a, another colleague equally impressive in Ghana. Um, and so it's Ghana Gaidems, um, just to, in terms of the name. And so there's two directors, aren't there? There's Francis Torpo and there's Nanda, I think. Can I... Well, it's a very interesting. Of course, Francis is a very different personality to Zach. Mm-hmm. He's put a team together of about 10 different people, you know, collaborates in different ways. But he's the only one who's taking the plunge and is actually doing it as his job. They're doing it part-time on the side yes. as volunteers in different ways to try and make the institution work. But he's got a whole director of board. Yes. To buy, you know, it's incredible. <laughs> and, you know, it started out like that because that's the nature that Francis brings to the table. And he does that in, in very skillful ways, in other ways. So he's a very different personality to Zach in different ways. Both equally impressive. They know each other quite well. They go back a long way. Um, well, I look forward to hearing the podcast about how you two met. And... That's a whole different story. <laughs> but I suppose the thing which I really want to finish and make sure that I, I don't leave this podcast without saying is that the interview with Zach as the first items interview was very deliberate because items international was built to support partners it was built collaborative by nature yeah to try and sort of say well actually we think if we can build the structures then we can support others to grow and they can offer services where they may compete with us but if they compete with us we'd be happy we'd be happy for them for to out compete us and to be able to do this better because that means we're doing our, our role well and we can move on into other things we can evolve yeah. So we want that form of competition from our collaborators in this sort of way. And if we can get partners like InnoDems to outcompete us, that is desirable. And we move on into a different role. And we would then evolve. We'd have to find our new role. Perfect. That is how we're designed as an organization. But InnoDems was not conceived when we conceived IDEMS. I then focused on items. I still supported the team there. Mm-hmm. And it took Zach's initiative to say, no, I see what you're doing. This is what we need to do as well. And and that's that's what we want. Well, to me, items succeeding isn't that we as an organization necessarily succeed. I hope the organization succeeds and it grows and it becomes what I hope it will become. But it's the ways of working, it's the principles that we represent, it's the sort of cultures we're creating, it's the collaborations we're building. It's so much more than an organisation. That's where I owe so much to Zach for seeing it and acting. And and that's the this is the mutual respect that we have. We have a long history. We have a lot of history. Maybe too much, um, <laughs> you know. To I can fairly say, items were set up because I was inspired and driven because of Zach, and so I I expect that collaboration to be one which sort of continues and to, it grows and takes different forms as as we mm-hmm. continue on our journeys together and apart. So this is the thing, and this is the, the power of the structures. It is a a strong mutual collaboration that we want to formalize as much as we can. It's something which is, items wouldn't exist in its current form if it wasn't for the likes of Zach. Yeah, great.
Well, thank you so much, David, for taking the time to fill in all the gaps where Zach didn't dare sort of blow his own trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's part of what it is. <laughs> he, he is... Too modest. I, I, I don't think I could ever give him enough praise. And so I, I am so impressed with him. I have been since... He first dragged me into a school and said, we need to, we need to do this. And, and it, it's never looked back since then. Yeah.